Welcome to the Modern Legacies Podcast. I'm Bob DePasquale, founder of Initiate Impact, where we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And on the Modern Legacies Podcast, we love celebrating today's purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to the Modern Legacies podcast, everyone. Today, our special guest is Lane Kawaoka from Oloi out in Honolulu. Lane, how are you today? Hey, thanks for having me. Aloha, everybody. Aloha, indeed. The Modern Legacies podcast is all about talking with business owners and people who uh, love taking care of the resources that they've been blessed with and making a positive impact in the world, leaving a modern legacy. Lane is a real estate syndicator. He's also the uh, owner, he's a podcaster, owner of simplepassivecashflow.com and a family office advisor and initiate impact. Uh, the sponsor of this show is a virtual family office. So we did definitely want to talk with Lane a little bit about that sort of stuff. Lane, maybe you can tell me, first of all, how you got into real estate and some of the things that you do professionally. Yeah. So I kind of started on that, this, what I call the linear path, right? I was taught to be frugal with my money, go to school, study hard. I eventually became an engineer. I don't know why, maybe because I Googled like top salaries without having to go to graduate school or something like that. <laughs> so I, Again, I followed all this financial dogma that we're all kind of brainwashed to do, buy a house, live in, invest in retirement, work for 60 years. A um, mm -hmm. couple years out of college, I saved up 80 grand to go buy a house and in Seattle. But because I was never home all the time, I was kind of silly for a young 20-something-year-old kid to have this big house to himself. So I just decided to rent it out. And that was where I got this taste of cash flow. And uh, it was a lot of beer money to me back then. But then I realized, well, if I just keep doing this, keep buying rental properties, wasn't super hard to buy, buy one to save up. Um, mm -hmm. I could just quit my job eventually. And, you know, that was kind of the start of it all. You know, just started to buy a bunch of rentals. And uh, today, over 6,000 rental properties. Um, we buy them in, in apartments, so in groups of 200 or 400. So it's a little easier today. But mm -hmm. you know, today, I. I work on my passion project, which is my podcast at simplepassivecashflow.com and try and teach people how to get started, right? It's just, you know, just refuting a lot of the bad financial advice out there that kind of is geared towards the masses. Sure. And I, I love how you kind of just, I don't want to say fell into it, but it wasn't your first idea of something that you wanted to do. We, it, it, when we were recording our first episode of Modern Legacies, my business partner, Stacy and I, uh, we're talking exactly about that, how sometimes, you know, you end up doing something that maybe you didn't think you would plan on studying or, or something that you were interested in right away, but it just kind of falls in line where you realize that you have a skill or a purpose or a desire to do something. So that, that that's pretty cool that you're doing that. So tell me a little bit about simplepassivecashflow.com and the podcast. You've already kind of alluded to it, trying to teach people, but but what exactly are you teaching? Yeah. I mean, you know, people think of like real estate investing as wholesaling houses, flipping houses, which... To me, it's all what you do when you don't have money. You know, it's very active. Um, mm -hmm. For myself, I had a full-time day job and there was really nothing out there for high-paid professionals, work professionals, or successful business entrepreneurs. All right, well, I'm, you know, I trade my time for money in my business or my job and it makes it really damn good, like, um, trade between time and money. I don't want to be doing anything else other than that. I don't want to be flipping houses, but what do I do? 
right? So I started to kind of go down this path for maybe about a dozen years. And, you know, then I started to join these different mastermind groups, got around other high net worth investors. I really started to learn what the wealthy do with their money in terms of investing. But then I, you know, as I became more of an accredited investor, that's when I started to stop doing, you know, little rental properties, right? Because accredited investors, they do more syndications and private placements mm-hmm. as passive investors. And then, you know, this is where I kind of realized after you get to a certain point after accredited status, it's not really so much the investing, but it's the tax, you know, investing for tax advantages, you know, using passive losses, real estate professional status, mm-hmm. um, creating an infinite banking program for yourself. and you know, this is kind of the stuff I was like, well, this stuff is very simple, but it's very opposite of what, you know, your parents taught you or your, your coworkers talk about. Yeah. It, it seems like it, it kind of opened your eyes a little bit to other opportunities out there that maybe you just didn't know existed. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I think, I think why I'm kind of on the podcast today, you know, I, in my early, probably late, 20s I, I started to really realize i was going to be financially free be able to quit my day job in my early 30s which i did and i think most people they they go on this like they go on this path where they just want to like especially if you've been working and for a while and more importantly like been burnt out by college and you know school for decade plus mm-hmm. i mean you want to just relax buy a nice few nice things and maybe i did that but I think like I'm able to kind of foresee the future and it's mm-hmm. a really kind of boring life. You just travel a lot and take a bunch of Instagram pictures <laughs> of the foods that you eat. Um, to me, it was more about impact, right? I mean, maybe it's mm-hmm. an ego thing, but the ability to kind of change people's trajectory, play God, financial God in a sense, mm-hmm. um, that really resonated with me. And I kind of really went off on that. And that's what really like motivated me to push simple passive cash flow through the first few years of existence when nobody listened. You know, nobody, there was no positive feedback loop coming back at me. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of pushed through because you knew that there was something better there on the other side. You knew, you knew that you could really make an impact in people's lives. And that's, that's what we're all about here at Modern Legacy. So it seems like your approach to, to real estate and what you're doing, and especially with a passive cash flow perspective, really is definitely has a modern sense to it, right? I mean, is it just a different way that we can do things now? I think you you mentioned earlier that you're, did you say 6,000 properties you're invested in? Is that what you said? Yes, currently today. Yeah. So, I mean, from a, well, first of all, because it's passive, but also because of technology and the ability, I mean, you can be in Honolulu and you can invest in properties all over the place uh, from a technology perspective. So it's very modern from that sense, right? I mean, I'm assuming you're not day-to-day managing all of these, but um, you are involved in places that, I mean, wh- where where are the your, 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 your properties located? Yeah, I mean, mostly in the Sunbelt states, like Arizona, Texas, Alabama, mm-hmm. Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. And the way I do it today is when we hire commercial property managers mm-hmm. that are the frontline workers. Um, which makes my job super easy. I mean, it's it's buying the first rental property. That's the hardest part to this whole thing. Just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a complex. It's not rocket science. Real estate, passive real estate, and is something that anybody can do and do it passively on the side of their day job or their business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of it is. I don't want to say mindset, but it's like, well, how do I get started? You know, I'm putting up capital in the beginning when I don't have capital. 
you know, that's the men- that's when people really need that mentorship or that, that kind of that push in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, so when you say you're a family office advisor, then, I mean, are you assisting with family offices to help them kind of navigate that road? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the definition of kind of family office is, you know, I tell people it's kind of like Alfred was the <laughs> Batman, right? Yeah. Or a hundred million dollar net worth families and above will hire a family office professional who is versed in a lot of these financial best practices, the tax, the legal, infinite banking, things like that, and the investment side. Mm-hmm. But what I, I always like, I'm first generation wealth, so which means my parents didn't have a million dollars to their name, right? They were college educated, which is great, but you know, they didn't know how to make money, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do if your net worth is a million, you're trying to get to 10 million and then ascend up to 100 million? Well, y'all can't afford family office consultants, right? So I created the family office Ohana Mastermind to kind of bring the right people in and kind of, you know, patch it together with a bunch of very similar like-minded individuals, similar net worth, similar trajectory Mm -hmm. um, to ascend there together, you know, because a lot of it is like deal flow. Who do you invest with? Who do you stay away from? Right? What are the best practices in terms of tax and legal? A lot of it needs to be, it's kind of a co-op model, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's a, a sense that you have to have a certain worth financially to to receive a certain level of service or to get the education that you need or the or the opportunities that you have. And 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 I'm not naive i understand that that uh, different people of different uh, socioeconomic statuses networks need different services and there's more complexity but it doesn't mean that they shouldn't have the ability to learn and understand situations and and to be able to get from 1 million to 10 million or 10 right. to 100 like you mentioned right it shouldn't be it, they shouldn't be beating their head against the wall trying to figure those things out they should at least have the opportunity to put the work in because there's there's work <laughs> i would imagine and you kind of alluded to it and mentioned it earlier when smartpassiveincome.com was first started, there wasn't a whole lot of positive feedback loops, right? You had to push through and do what you, so you had to put the work in, but you're giving people a framework and helping them understand, giving them the opportunity to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, although it is pretty simple, right? I mean, yeah. it, it's not easy, but it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to kind of grind away at your day job, making some money and invest it the right way. Um, and this is where I kind of coined the term, like it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a simple passive cash flow journey, right? You start off, well, I mean, most people start off in my group, you know, very financially literate. Mm-hmm. Let's just use that word. 95% of the people in this world or in this country, um, not to say anything, and you, you kind of alluded to initially, right? Like they're bad with their money. I'll say it. They're really yeah, bad no. with their money. They spend Absolutely. more money than they make. They, they don't make enough money. And you know, that's another thing. Right. I mean, most of the folks that I work with, they make over fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, way more than that, actually. But there's a bare minimum level. And then the second prerequisite is that they are good savers. Right. They, they're, you know, me personally, like we grew up um, very frugally. Like we're cheap. Um, we never went, you know, you go to the restaurant, we don't buy soft drinks. You know, what's that? Right. We buy water. It's free. Yeah. Um, you know, and that forget that scarcity mentality, I think is great till it gets you to that next level in the journey where you're actually buying assets, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. and then you know, you're buying a rental property, you're getting all that whole normal mentality of put your money in this 401k mutual funds, 
which I personally stay away from all those retail type of products where you're getting feed to death and all these, you know, carried interests. Yeah. That stuff is just retail products. I mean, yeah. I don't go shopping at Nordstrom Rack or well, Nordstrom Rack is the outlet store. I don't go shopping at Nordstrom or Saks Fifth, right? They'll go buy my $35 shirt, which I can go get on Amazon for six bucks. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, I think once you get up to that stage, right, that you, you're good financially, literate, literate mm-hmm. you can save some money, but then you got to go buy that first rental property, get your net worth up to quarter million, half a million. Mm-hmm. Once you get up to that stage, that's when the network really happens, right? You need to find other high net worth, passive investors or credit investors. And then that's what kind of takes you up to that next stage as you become over an accredited investor. Like the, mm-hmm. the way the podcast started was I was just teaching people how to buy little rental properties, right? Because my net worth was kind of in that stage. I was like half a step above that stage. Mm-hmm. But as I became more of an accredited investor, started getting involved in these larger deals, started to join different other high-level masterminds, I realized that there's kind of this ascension model part of the journey that, you know, there wasn't many help. There was not amount of help for people who had a net worth of half a million trying to send up to three, four, five plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love the entrepreneurial nature and spirit of, of, of the way you think. And so it's clear that you have a modern focus. That's, that's excellent. The other part of our show is about legacy and that's kind of the, the play on words a little bit about it. Right. I think, I think previously legacies was something that people were always, you know, something you look back on. I did this, I completed it, but in our world, and what I found is that people, you know, legacies are built through time. It's to, to use your phrase about it being a journey. It's the same concept. Your legacy is not something that just appears. And so my question to you is uh, in the work that you do and in the vision that you have, how do you see smart passive income, your, uh, excuse me, simple passive income and your podcast and the work that you do? How do you see it? What type of legacy are you looking to create and leave uh, or really and build as you continue to do business? Yeah, I mean, at this point in time, I mean, I'm I'm still just looking to have some fun and meet some cool, like-minded people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's quite a lonely life, you know, for those people who don't believe in mutual funds, buying a house to live in, mm-hmm. as good financial skills, or using four hundred one k's retirement plans. It's a very lonely world in this alternative investment space. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're very interested in this type of stuff. Um, we live that fat fire lifestyle. Right, where we buy, we spend money um, that we work hard at, that we produce cash flow off our investments. I mean, we don't live lavishly, but we buy value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that. My, so my, what I would wanted to do is kind of empower people to take it up from you know one million dollars to five million dollars. Because I realize once people get up to that four and a half, five million dollar mark, especially if you're investing the way we are, you're mm-hmm. going to create quarter million of passive income typically tax-free at that point. And for most people, that is kind of the proverbial, they've got their oxygen mask on. They're cool. They're good where they're at. That's a pretty good lifestyle. There's really no reason for anything more unless you like exotic cars or or you want to go cruising at all times of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, but what I've noticed is like for a minority amount of the people or just maybe it just takes amount of time Right, but we haven't been doing this simple passive cash flow experiment for longer than a decade. But maybe that's about a time where people have to be in this boring, uh, very comfortable financial independent state 
to be able to figure out, well, what does that impact? Me personally, I kind of went through that stage in like six months. I was like, all right, there's got to be something more. I got to be doing something cooler than this. But, you know, for those people, they need to grow their net worth to eight figures and above to use money as an amplifier of what they want to do. You know, and, and mm-hmm. I tell people like, you know, figure out what pisses you off in the world, what, what struggles you had. And that's typically you know, some way to help another person or another group of people mm-hmm. and try and build, you don't have to build a platform, but, you know, at the end of the day, at the very least, give some money to that special interest group. Right. But I think a lot of us, we like to use our, our head in a lot of things. And we're like, well, there's something that we could probably, yeah, we use our money, but we can create something, some foundation or something that actually helps that cause or that problem. For, for me, my I mean, I'm not big into like, I mean, like, I like dogs and animals for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't really just give a whole boatload of money to the, you know, the humane society. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not big on like habitat for humanity, just giving away a bunch of money to the, you know, stuff like that, where it just you know, goes to a bunch of admin fees and stuff like that. But I am passionate about helping hardworking folks such as myself who were down in the, uh, the, the lab during spring break studying, right? And we kind of mm-hmm. were fed this lie of putting your money blindly in this 401k mm-hmm. where you just get your, your retirement taken away from you. And the middle class, the middle class are my guys. And these are the guys who are paying their more than their fair share of taxes. I mean, to me, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the kind of the special interest group I'd like to help because I feel like if I help them enough of them will kind of do their own things and help other ways. So that's just my, that's just my kind of my passion. I feel like the, the middle class are kind of shrinking and mm. they are, you know, kind of endangered animals at this stage of the game. And they're the ones that kind of need it the most and deserve it the most because they work their butts off. Yeah. They work hard. I really like how you, you kind of verbalize the fact that we need to, we need to consider, you know, what other people need from a education perspective and not just giveaways. Right. I mean, we would love to all have hundreds of millions of dollars just to give to people. Um, but really the way you really make lasting positive impact, like a true legacy is if you're educating and providing systems and helping the system, you know, systems get the, the systems in place, get better. And, you know, I found that a lot of the business owners and people who are kind of in that boat have a, you know, purpose-driven family that they live in and that, that, that they're a part of that the best way for them to help is more than just cutting a check. And I'm writing about this in my book, Personal Finance in a Public World. I, I had a great opportunity of interviewing uh, um, uh, Sylvia Brown from the Brown family. You know, that her, her family has been known to be in philanthropy for many years and founded Brown University. And she was talking about how people giving with your heart is good. But in some cases today, because of modern technology, people give with their heart almost too much and not enough with their head, right? So they don't use their mind to help figure out what the best, most efficient way is to support a cause. Whereas it's just too easy on your app to just hit a button and make a quick donation and move on. And so I don't know if that's kind of the road you are going down, but I just, I I really value that perspective because I know a lot of people who want to do good and they feel like they can't, or they don't understand, or they're not capable of it because either they don't have the time or the wherewithal, 
but it's not, that's not the case. I mean, just like someone figuring out some of the systems that you're doing, a lot of the time it is very simple. It may not be easy, but it is pretty simple. So uh, I think you're kind of living that out um, in one way or another, helping people do that. So um, Lane, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, definitely uh, go to simplepassiveincome.com. You can check passive out- Passive cash flow. Did I say cash income? Gosh, I am terribly sorry. Income is what we want and that's what cash flow is. Spend. Uh, you heard Lane talking about spending more, uh, excuse me, spending less than you earn for sure is a good financial habit. But simple, passive cash flow dot com is where you can check Lane out. Check his podcast out. He will teach you step by step how to get involved in uh, in the real estate market, like he was like he was saying. Uh, Lane, what what else am I missing other than <laughs> other than giving the wrong website? <laughs> no, I mean just to tag on to what you're saying earlier, right? Like for people who've gotten to the stage of life who've amassed a decent amount of net worth. I mean, there's a reason why you did it is because you got something up here that most people don't. So it's silly not to use it. And the way I look at it is kind of like the capital stack in our deals, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have the general partners who put in the sweat equity, but we're mostly just using our heads and connections, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have the the dumb money, which are the passive investors that just throw on money. And for their, their situation, you know, they're not real estate professionals. They work uh, their day jobs and they're, they're retired or they're business entrepreneurs. But, you know, in, in, when you are, when you, the, the whole thing is you want to be the smart money. You don't want to be the dumb money is what they say in a deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that case, the dumb money is the LP, but if you're trying to power some kind of ph- philanthropy or, or bigger cause, you know, just stroking a check, you're kind of the dumb money in your and especially if you're a smart person, you can solve problems. I mean, use the money to power yourself and kind of push that along. But it, it takes bandwidth, right? I mean, it, it all part of the the journey, right? You gotta get yourself, you gotta get your own oxygen mask on first, you get your net worth up to four and a half million plus, then mm-hmm. possibly grow it into eight figures. I mean, to me, money isn't everything, but money gives you options and money makes life a lot comfortable and money allows you to amplify your message. Mm-hmm. Money money is certainly not everything, but it's a great tool. And if we can be wise with it and use it well, uh, we can do great great in the world. So once again, simplepassivecashflow.com. Also check check Lane and Simple Passive Cashflow out on Twitter. He also answers uh, active on LinkedIn. Any other places where people can get a hold of you? Um, no, just uh, biggest one is just a podcast, Simple Passive Cashflow, Passive Real Estate Investing. And then we got the the new YouTube channel, Rich Uncle. It's kind of more for kids, you know, guys that are under a million dollar net worth. Um, okay. you know, just, just helping out the, the, the kids, it's a little bit shorter content, um, a little bit, you know, shorter attention spans, you know, a little bit more down to earth type of stuff than the accredited investor stuff we talk about on the podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank uh Get a hold of Lane Kawaoka on the simplepassivecashflow.com. Lane, man, really appreciate uh, the work that you're doing. Coming on Modern Legacies podcast, uh, continue leaving a positive legacy, man. Take care. All right. Hey, it's Bob DePasquale again of Initiate Impact. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Modern Legacies podcast. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you want to be on the show, please visit our site at initiateimpact.com slash apply, and we want to get you on the show. And if you got something out of the interview, would you share it out on the socials? 
We really want to spread our message to as many people as possible. And if you just take a quick screenshot or you send out a message to a friend of yours with the hashtag Modern Legacies, we would really appreciate it. Now, we're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss anything, you can subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews also will do a lot to help us spread the great message. If you want to know more, go to our website, initiateimpact.com, or you can check us out on LinkedIn. We have a Facebook page, Instagram, and even Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.